Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Grace, peace, and joy be unto you from God the Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. We're coming to the end of our sermon series called Today. And starting back with the baptism of our Lord, we spent the last five weeks talking about how the Holy Spirit empowers all of us through our baptism into Christ. What is our calling, we've been asking. And the scriptures for these weeks have reminded us that we are called to follow, to gather, to be bold, and now finally to serve all. In our gospel lesson for today, we find Jesus still in Capernaum, where he was last week, the home base for ministry where Peter lived, and he had just been in the synagogue, it tells us today, and now he goes on to Peter's home, and he performs a healing, and he makes clear after healing many there in Capernaum, and he goes out and he prays, and he says, you know what? We've got to keep going. I've got to go out to all of the surrounding towns to heal and to share this message of love and grace. And as we've been reading these stories, my thoughts went back to being in Capernaum. And I forgot to bring my clicker, so if you could put the next couple of slides up here. This is the synagogue. This is actually the 4th century synagogue there in Capernaum. You can show the next one, too. That was built over the synagogue of Jesus' day. And then if you flip to the next one, this is standing on the porch of the synagogue, and you see a more modern church there in the background. That's where Peter's house is. It's really literally underneath the church there. And you could basically throw a stone from where he was in the synagogue to where he then went in today's story to visit the home of Peter. What I really want to highlight for today, if you go to the next slide and you look at this aerial view, is the size of the town of Capernaum. It's not a particularly large place. In fact, you can see it's actually quite small. And so as we think of Jesus going out from there, I think it's important to remember the scale of his ministry at this point, from this very beginning point. Yes, Jesus goes out to share this good news with all, but it isn't an overwhelming all of standing in the midst of the Roman Colosseum or in today's viewpoint, maybe Madison Square Garden in New York City. No, Jesus goes out into the streets of this town, a little town like Loveland or Mainville or Milford or Mason, This is where Jesus goes out to begin to share the gospel, and it is from these small towns that this news begins to spread in a movement that would literally transform the world. My friend Pat Mangan gave me a hat the other day, and it says something like, uh, Pastor warning, anything you say could be used in a sermon. It's a fitting hat for today because I want to share a few different stories from folks around here that help me think about what it means to be called to serve all. And I've told a number of people that the thing I liked least about being on the school board was the running for the school board. 
But there was at least one aspect of that campaigning that I actually enjoyed, and that was getting out and knocking on the doors of our neighbors throughout the neighborhoods of Loveland. Adam Jeranek, my neighbor from across the street and a member here at Prince of Peace, he and I went out one day and we had a particular list of people that we were supposed to go and see in our neighborhood that were persuadable voters, but Adam being the mayor of Pheasant Hills, as I like to call him, was sure that he knew some other doors we should knock on as well, which led us to one particular house where a rather salty old guy walked up to the door with a cigarette hanging out of his mouth, scotch in hand, and it took about three seconds to realize that this guy wasn't buying what we were selling. And we tried our best, though, to do what we could to share our message. We hung in there, and then when he closed the door, we giggled our way across the street to the house we were actually supposed to visit, where we did, in fact, have a lovely conversation. It was an encounter that went pretty horribly wrong, but it was part of a much broader day of having wonderful conversations with a lot of our neighbors, some of them challenging but all of them good to hear what people were concerned about here in our community, things that mattered to them when they thought about the future of our schools. And this has been even more true when it comes to going out and knocking on doors for the church. One of my favorite stories about this happened years ago in Vacation Bible School, back when we did an adult class as part of Vacation Bible School. And that particular year, we put up a sign-up sheet for the class on the Book of Acts on the the bulletin board, and on the other side, right next to it, we had a sign-up sheet to go out and to knock on doors and ask people to come to Vacation Bible School in our neighborhood. And about a week before, we were getting ready to do the door knocking. We looked at the sheets, and the one with the class had about 15 to 20 signatures on it, and the one for door knocking had none. So Pastor Grant, who was teaching the book on uh, the class on the book of Acts, decided to flip the script as Grant would do. And the first day of class, he told them, well, I'm glad you're here to learn about the book of Acts where the disciples were sent out to share this good news. So tomorrow we're going to have a field trip and we're going to go out and we're going to knock on some doors as part of this class. At which point he said he heard Fred Boehner sitting there mutter under his breath like, heck, I will. But sure enough, the next night rolled by, and there was Fred, begrudgingly ready to go out with a bunch of other reluctant participants in that class to invite folks to come to an event at the church and to ask if there was anything that we could pray for for them in their lives. And of course, as they went, there were some disappointments. I remember one time walking up the sidewalk of a house to go in and, and to, to, we knew someone was home. We could hear the television and the, the, the screen door was closed, but you could see the interior door was open. And so we thought, ah, oh, good, someone's finally home. We can talk to them. And right about halfway up the sidewalk, you saw that interior door swing close. And we knew we weren't going to have a conversation at that house. This happens sometimes. Well, what actually happens more often is a friendly encounter And every once in a while, when you're asking that prayer question, you get tears streaming down people's faces, saying how glad they are that you are there to ask. They tell you about something challenging happening in their lives, and sometimes you just jot that down to go back and pray for it with everyone at church. And sometimes, 
the Holy Spirit moves you to ask if you can pray right there on that doorstep. And you experience what it means to be called to serve all. As we share the good news of God's love and mercy and healing in the midst of a, a, a difficult moment for someone that we don't even know. And that's exactly what that skeptical group found as they went out that night as well. Pastor Grant came and told me afterwards how the like heck I will Fred came back with a smile on his face and said, when are we going to go out and do that again? And so it's gone whenever we've done this as a congregation. People are nervous and quiet before we go out, but they come back with energy and filled with stories about how God showed up on porches with a gospel of love and healing and moments when people really needed to hear some good news. I don't know if you heard about Elmo this week, but on Elmo's X account this week, the fuzzy red monster asked its followers how they were doing, a seemingly innocuous question but thousands of responses started pouring in about the struggles that people were facing. Job loss, grief, anxiety, it was all there. A poet and columnist, Hanif Akurib, said this. He said, Elmo, each day the abyss we stare into grows a unique horror, one that was previously unfathomable in nature. Our inevitable doom, which once accelerated in years or months, now accelerates in hours, even minutes. However, I did have a good grapefruit earlier. Thank you for asking. People are turning to Elmo to share their feelings of pain and loss. How much more impactful could it be for someone real to listen with compassion care, and share words of empathy and hope. In our baptism into Christ, we are called to serve all. We are called into this loving service of the gospel. And even when we aren't out canvassing the streets, we are in our own neighborhoods and in our own workplaces and in our own families. And we have opportunities to share good news of God's unconditional love for us in Jesus. As we welcome over 20 new members this weekend, we welcome people that have been touched by the welcome of this place and the care of this community. And because they have said yes to being a part of our mission, we now multiply our potential to reach out to even more people with the love and the peace of Christ. Even at our Discover Prince of Peace luncheon last weekend, one of the participants there was someone who had come just that Sunday for the first time at the invitation of a friend who said, come and see. I hope and pray that over these last five weeks you've heard this message loud and clear. God loves you unconditionally and seals that love in your baptism, and through your baptism, God blesses you with the Holy Spirit that sends you out to join Jesus in the restoration of the world. So as we follow Jesus, we go boldly from this place to gather others and to serve with a message of love and peace. 
that can truly transform the world. Amen.